What's up, guys? This is Coach Nadine. I'm going to be going over your group class programming for the week of September 19th through September 24th. So let's just jump right in. All right, so Monday we are going to be starting off with a steady state workout. So we're going to have kind of two mini parts to the workout. You're going to start with three rounds of a 200-meter run directly into 10 alternating archer ring rows. And then once you finish up all three rounds, you're going to go directly into three rounds of a 200-meter run and 10 goblet hold side lunges. There is going to be a 12-minute time cap on this one. So a couple things that I want you guys to focus on with this. Obviously, if we can't run, we can definitely modify that to a bike or a row. But whatever you are doing for that portion, I want you to focus on syncing up your your pace to your breathing, not trying to speed up your breathing to match the pace that you want to be doing for the workout. So you shouldn't feel like at any point you're really gassed out or need to stop um, in this workout. The goal is that we are able to maintain a pretty steady heart rate from start to finish on that, where your first round of the 200 meter run and the archer ring rows, you finish that at about the same time as that last round. So we don't want to be starting off super, super hot and then end up getting gassed out and slowing down and having that last round be like an extra 30, 40 seconds longer. So the goal is to be maintaining that pace and then being able to breathe consistently and breathe well throughout the entire thing. Um, with those archer ring rows, we did these probably like a month ago on a Saturday class. So some of you guys might've done this, but basically you're going to be doing a ring row on one arm, a normal ring row, and then with the other arm, you're going to be keeping the elbow slightly bent, but instead of bringing that in like a normal ring row, you're going to kind of fly it out to the side and basically do a rear delt fly with the ring as you're doing a ring row on one arm. So again, you're going to be underneath the rings, probably at a higher angle than you typically would be for regular ring rows. And then as you're pulling the ring in with one arm, so say you're pulling the ring in with the right arm, at the same time, you are flying that left arm out to the side. And then when we come back in, return, you're gonna go into a ring row on the left arm and then fly the right arm out to the side. And that would be two reps and you're gonna be doing 10 alternating. So it's just gonna be hitting a different part of the back by doing that um, rear delt fly on one arm. And it is gonna require a little bit more control on the movement than you typically would need on just a regular ring row. Um, with the side lunges, these can be alternating or you can do five on one, five on the other. I know some of you guys like to do all on one, all on the other. If a lunge is, if it's typically pretty tough for you to get into that position or one leg is weaker than the other, then you can just focus on making sure that you're getting good quality on that one leg and put all of your, all of your focus on that. So if you want to do it that way and go five and five, that's fine. Or we can go 10 alternating and you can hold whatever you want, basically right up at the chest. So just a goblet hold, no specific piece of equipment for this one so you can go with a dumbbell on the front rack or dumbbell in the goblet hold you can go with a kettlebell you can go with a slam ball um, whatever you really want to be doing for that one again there is a 12 minute time cap on this when we finish that up we are going to go into week five of our lower leg and core strength progression so it's going to be three alternating sets of 25 unbroken deficit calf raises so using a plate that allows you to go unbroken for the entire set of 25 and i do want you guys to get a quick pause at the bottom with that heel touching the ground getting the stretch in the calf and then a pause at the top as well focusing on pushing down with that big toe and getting a little bit more activation in that calf when we finish up all 25 of those deficit calf raises, you are going to do a 50-foot low bear crawl that should be unbroken as well. Rest as needed between your sets, and then we're going to do that again. So three total sets of that. 
All right, moving on to Tuesday. This is going to be September September 20th. So we are going to be going into a sprint workout for the week. So we're going to be doing an alternating every minute on the minute for 15 minutes. It's going to be a total of five sets. On the first minute of the circuit or of the interval, you are going to do six barbell deadlifts, five barbell hang cleans, and then four barbell shoulder to overhead. So again, written for a barbell, does not need to be done with a barbell. You can do it with dumbbells, kettlebells, whatever you want, whatever feels best, but whatever you use, you should be using the same piece of equipment the entire time. So if you do the dead, the deadlifts with a barbell, you should be doing a barbell for the cleans and the shoulder overhead. If you do dumbbells for the deadlifts, you should be doing dumbbells for this for the cleans and the shoulder overhead. And we wanna be using the same weight for everything. So whatever you use for the deadlifts you're using it for the entire set because we want to be doing that six, five, four as one unbroken complex. So six deadlifts. When you stand up that last six, you're going right into that hang position right above the knee, five cleans from right above the knee. Once you finish up that last clean, that bar is going to be in the front rack and you're going to go right into four shoulder overhead. Um, from that, then you can put that bar down. So the shoulder overhead, you can do a strict press, push press. You can do a jerk if that's something that you feel comfortable with um, and you learned that a while ago, then that is totally fine. And then whatever time is left of that minute, you get to rest. Minute two, we are going into a 150 meter sprint at 100% max effort. So you should be blowing your brains out on this one. Um, so we're gonna be starting from that the big bay door. Instead of going up to the 200 meter turnaround point, you're gonna take a left into the parking lot run through the parking lot, take a left at the end of the building, and then it's going to spit you out at the back toward the stairs. So you're sprinting all the way back. Once you get around the stairs, that's when you can stop, walk back in. You'll get the remainder of that minute to rest, and you will also get an additional minute after that to rest. So basically the three minutes is going to be one working interval, and you're going to be working for probably a total of maybe a minute, minute 15, and then you'll have the rest of it to rest. So the barbell deadlifts, cleans, shoulder overhead, it's probably gonna take you anywhere from 20 to 40 seconds, depending on how fast you move through that. We wanna be moving quickly through this, but not throwing our position out the window. So still good tight position on those deadlifts, good fast turnover on those cleans, getting into that high pull, driving the elbows under, and then making sure you are getting that lockout overhead as well on that shoulder overhead. With the sprint, like I said, you're blowing your brains out, guys. We should be moving pretty much as fast as you possibly can on this. I think I've said this before as well. Usually when we slow down, it's not necessarily our body that needs to be slowing down. It's our mind that's kind of telling us that we need to or that this is hard and you don't really want to do it. Try to really push past that on this workout. If you start to feel those thoughts creeping in, try and just be like, nope, I'm going to push harder. I'm going to keep going faster. And then if you keep thinking about trying to move faster and faster, you're probably not going to slow down or you're not going to slow down quite as much. When we finish this up, we are going to go into week five of our, actually just kidding, we are going to be starting with uh, our upper body pulling and pushing strength progression. So kind of mixed it up in the, um, in the system. But so week five of our upper body pulling and strength progression every two minutes for 12 minutes, it's going to be a total of three sets. So on the odd sets, we are doing max unbroken primal chin-ups. On the even sets, max unbroken primal dips. You will have a two-minute window to complete this. And again, those max unbroken primal chin-ups, you're doing three from bottom to 90, deg 90 degrees with the elbows, three from 90 degrees with the elbows to getting that chin-up over the bar back down to 90, and then three full range of motion chin-ups. And that should be performed as one unbroken complex of three, three, three. Once you finish those three full, if you feel good, try and go right back into that next complex and just get as far as you can. The goal is that we are either getting further into that complex each 
week or that we are completing another additional complex. Um, and that's going to be your goal on the dips as well. So dips are three top to about halfway down with the elbow, three from about halfway with the elbow down to 90 degrees back up about halfway. So you're not locking that out at the top and then three full range of motion. So the goal is that again, you're doing all three, three, three as one unbroken complex. And then I would say for this one, try to maintain at least two unbroken complexes each set. And the goal is just like the chin-ups to try and get an additional few reps into that next complex or finish a complex each week. Um, so again, with this one, it is an alternating every two. So you're going to have two minutes to do everything. Again, I mixed up the order. So you are going to be starting with the strength portion. So you're starting with the upper body pulling and push strength progression with the chin-ups and the dips. And then we are finishing with the sprint workout after that. Um, just because usually, especially after doing a bunch of shoulder to overhead, doing all of the sprint stuff, the body is pretty smoked and it's tough to be able to recruit anything else on those really strict upper body movements like chin-ups and dips. So that's why we are going to be doing that first. So you guys get good quality in all of your movements and feel like you are able to actually get the, the control and the strength stimulus of that. And then we'll finish up with that sprint. All right, moving on to Wednesday. This is September 21st. So we are going to be doing an endurance workout for this week. So it's going to be one round and you're going to be kind of going down and then back up the ladder. So I'll kind of walk you guys through all the movements and then I'll explain it a little bit more. So again, one round of 100 air squats, ideally to a target, then an 80 foot forward and backward low bear crawl. So it's going to be about 20 feet going forward, 20 feet going back, 20 feet forward, 20 feet back for a total of 80 feet. 60 single arm Russian kettlebell swings. You can break that up any way that you want as long as you get 30 on each arm. 40 push-ups, 20 broad jumps, and then you're going to go back up 40 push-ups, 60 single arm Russian kettlebell swings, 80 foot forward and backward low bear crawl, and then 100 air squats to finish it up. And there is going to be a 24 minute time cap on this one. Um, like I said, with the bear crawl, the, you are going to be doing these in 20 foot increments. So it's going to be 20 foot, 20 just I don't know why I said 24 20 foot increments so you are doing 20 feet going forward 20 feet going in reverse for two sets so 20 feet forward 20 20 feet back 20 feet forward 20 feet back and that's going to be your 80 foot set and then with those Russian swings you can break this up any way that you want as long as you are getting 30 reps on each arm. So you can go five swings on one, five on the other, and keep doing that up until you get to 60. You can do 10 and 10. You could do all 30 on one, all 30 on the other, whatever way you want to be breaking this up. So the goal on this is that we are moving continuously. There is a lot of reps, so we are hitting that muscle endurance part of this as well. Um, with those push-ups, you want to be doing these in at least sets of 10 with like 10 second rest periods in between. Um, if you can do bigger sets, 15, 20 reps at a time, or start with like 15, 20 reps, that's great. You should have to break them up at some point. If you're going 40 unbroken, you probably scaled it a little too much, but, um, I would say no, you don't want to be breaking this up into more than four sets. So the max is four sets of 10. Um, but I would scale it in a way that pretty much when you're fresh, you're able to do like a set of 20 unbroken. So that's probably how I would scale that. By the time you get there, the shoulders are going to be a little tired. So I would scale it a little bit extra um, just for, for that purpose. Um, with the air squats, like I said, I would ideally do these to a target, usually, especially as the leg starts to get tired. 
our air squat turns into like a, a almost like a dip, which is in the squat. So I would definitely do these to a target. So grab a med ball. You can put plates underneath the med ball. You can grab a bench, anything like that. And all we want to do is just lightly touch down on that and then explode up or not like crashing down and then trying to bounce out of the bottom. That's not the purpose of that. The purpose is just to keep you accountable. So you are getting full range of motion every time and getting the correct muscle activation, maintaining that correct movement pattern the entire time. With the broad jumps, that is your middle movement. So pretty much the broad jumps, you are loading, trying to explode and go as far as far forward as you can in that jump. That is going to vary person to person on what you are able to do as far as distance for that jump. Um, and we can kind of modify that if needed, if you're someone that, that can't jump as well. We can change that into a non-jumping motion. All right, when we finish that up, we are going to be going into just a full body cool down. So one minute on each side of a crossover pec stretch one minute or 30 seconds on each side of a rotational child's pose. So just stretching out the lats a little bit and stretching out that T-spine. And then one minute of one minute per side of a bench elevated forward lunge hold. So you are just stretching out the psoas, the hips a little bit, especially from doing all of those squats and doing the bear crawl in that quadruped position. All right, moving on to Thursday. This is September 22nd. So we have another steady state workout for the week. So it's going to be 12 minutes and you're just going to be rotating through 12 or six each side, ring hanging, oblique knees to chest, 90 single unders or 60 double unders, and then a 100 foot offset dumbbell overhead carry. And the goal is to accumulate three to five rounds across the 12 minute window. So with those oblique hanging knees to chest, um, we are going to be elevating the rings and kind of raising them up pretty high. So you will be hanging from the rings instead of hanging from a pull-up bar this time. And nothing changes with the movement. With those oblique knees to chest, you are going to be rotating to one side, bringing the knees up toward one side, almost trying to draw the knees up toward one side of the ribs or the armpit or something like that. Um, and then controlling that all the way back down. And you are doing all six on one side, all six on the other side. So we are not alternating. You're going six on one, you can come off of that, shake it out, and go six on the other. If we don't have enough rings for everyone, we can definitely do this from a pull-up bar. The rings just kind of change it just a little bit. Um, but we can definitely still get the same, the same stimulus from doing it on a pull-up bar if we need to. Um, 90 single unders, 60 double unders, and if we can't jump rope, then we can do hops in place or we can do jumping jacks. And then 100-foot offset dumbbell overhead carries. You're gonna have, you are going to have one dumbbell in the front rack, one dumbbell held up overhead, and you were doing 50 feet down and back with one, and then you're switching the arms 50 feet down and back with the other. Um, and then with uh, with this one as well, with that overhead carry, if we do have any issues with being able to hold that dumbbell in the front rack, what I would do is one, go lighter and see if we can get that overhead position. So even if you do need to go a little bit heavier in the front rack and lighter with that overhead and then switch up the dumbbells on the other arms, that's fine. Um, and I would try to get that overhead carry if possible. If we can't, we can just go double front rack um, or we can go one in the front rack, one held by the side in the farmer's carry and that is fine as well. All right, when we finish that up, we are gonna go into week five of our hinging and quad strength progression. So it's gonna be two sets of 25 each leg, kickstand, single dumbbell or kettlebell, Romanian deadlift. So again, with that Romanian deadlift, we're focusing on keeping the leg fairly straight, just a soft bend in that front leg. And then the back leg, that foot is on, that toe is on the ground, the knee is bent, and that is just allowing you to have a little bit more support in that position. And the focus is that we're pushing the hip back of that leg that is working. So again, the front leg is the working leg. And the goal is that we're pushing that hip back getting that stretch in the hamstring, keeping that dumbbell or kettlebell right in line with that front leg. 
So it's held in the, in the opposite hand, but when you lower down, you're trying to keep that pretty much in line with that front leg. So we're not pulling on the back by bringing it too far in front and then controlling that all the way up. There's no specific tempo on this one this week. The goal is just to control it all the way down, control it all the way up. And then we are gonna be following that with 25 band assisted kneeling quad extensions. So having both knees on the ground, starting with the hips forward, glutes squeezed, and you're holding onto a band that is in front of you. And that is just allowing you to have a little bit more support. So we're trying to focus on maintaining that hip forward glute squeeze position. As we lean back, you should be getting a stretch in the quads and you should be getting um, a good stretch as well in the psoas and then controlling that all the way up as well, maintaining that straight stiff as a board position. Um, what I like to focus on this too is put, I, as I'm coming up, I like to focus on pushing my knees down through the floor and just helps me activate my quads just a little bit more on that. All right, moving on to Friday. This is September 23rd. We have another endurance workout for the week. So it's going to be in every five minute for 25 minutes. It's going to be a total of four sets. At the top of the five minutes, you were going to do a buy-in of a 400 meter run. And then when you come back from that run, whatever time is left of the five minute window, you're going to be alternating through six alternating lateral pull-ups nine heavy ball slams and 12 kettlebell plank pull throughs. So going through that as many times as you can with whatever time is left of the five minutes. When you get to the end of the five minutes, that beep goes off. You're going to stop where you are. You're going to go back out on that 400 meter run. And then when you come back in, you're going to pick up where you left off in the triplet. So if you were at seven heavy ball slams and that five minutes was up, you're going to stop, go out on that run. When you come back in, finish eight, nine of those heavy ball slams, and then go to those 12 kettlebell plank pull throughs. I would, de I would definitely give yourself five to 10 seconds at the end of the five minute window to walk over um, to the bay door, just so you can get ready to start the run at the top of the five minutes, just so you come back and you still have about the same amount of time to go through the triplet. Um, instead of being stuck in the middle of a rep, the beep goes off and then you're scrambling, running across the room to be able to get outside. And then you're starting that run 20 seconds late. Um, I would just give yourself five, 10 seconds to transition, stop where you are, maybe make a note on your board and then get ready to start that run. Obviously, if we can't run, we can definitely go on a bike or a rower. I would say whatever we are doing, that run, bike, row should be taking you anywhere from two to two and a half minutes at most. Um, if it's taking you longer than two and a half minutes, then I would definitely modify that distance and kind of scale it down a little bit. You want it to be something where you can move consistently through it. We don't want to be walking or really slowing down and we want to be able to have enough time to come in and get set up and go into the triplet as well. When we finish this up, we are just going to go into just an active cool down. So a 200 meter walk, nasal breathing only, and then going into one minute each side of a banded thread the needle hold. So just really focusing on stretching out the lats, especially from all of the lateral pull-ups, and then um, going into a one minute each side pigeon stretch. So stretching out the hips and the glutes, um, especially from all those heavy ball slams and the running too. All right, moving on to Saturday. This is September 24th, last workout of the week. So it's gonna be an every minute on the minute for 12 minutes, total of six sets on the odd minutes. So minute one of the interval, you are doing 12 barbell snatches. Whatever time is left, you get to rest. And then minute two or on the even minutes, we are doing six burpee box jumps. And then whatever time is left, you get to rest. So the goal is that we're getting a big explosive power with the hips. We're really focusing on squeezing the glutes, getting that butt squeeze shoulder shrug on those snatches and getting that fast turnover all the way up. Those 12 should be unbroken and you should be cycling through those 
fairly quickly. Um, so the goal is that we're being pretty snappy on the snatches. So when you come up, like I said, really focusing on pushing the feet through the floor, locking out the legs, getting that glute squeeze, because that is going to make your turnover much, much faster and make that bar feel much lighter as well. And you should be completing that in about 30 to 40 seconds each round. With those burpee box jumps, same thing, trying to be really snappy, really fast on this. So dropping down on the floor, coming up as fast as you can, going right into that box jump, standing up all the way, and then stepping back down, going right back into that burpee. I think something I told you guys a couple weeks ago was when you're doing a burpee you almost want to pretend like the floor is lava so when you go down to the burpee and you your chest hits the floor you're like nope can't stay there that long i'm gonna die floor is lava so got to get back up as fast as you can so that's what i want you guys to think about on this too so floor is lava drop down got to get back up so you're not getting burnt and then you go right into that box jump so trying to be as fast and efficient as you can on this um again finishing that about 30 40 seconds each set if we are finishing in over 40 seconds on these sets, then I would just drop those reps down just a little bit, just so you are able to maintain that fast stimulus and be able to get a little bit of rest here and there, just so you can recover to be able to push that pace again. All right, when we finish that up, we're going into week five of our isometric core strength progression. So we're going into that waiter's carry. So this time we are doing just one set of a 400 meter waiter's carry. So the last couple weeks we did two sets of 200 meters. So 100 meters on one, 100 meters on the other two times. This time we are just doing one set and just moving continuously. So we want it to be 200 meters on one, 200 meters on the other. And we want that ideally to be unbroken I would use the same weight that you have been using for the 200 meter carries the last few weeks. Um, and then the goal is just to be able to go a little bit longer with that carry. So again, the elbow is going to be at 90 degrees, focusing on keeping that core engaged and the plate is just sitting right on top of the palm. Um, and then I would definitely start with your weaker arm as well. A lot of times we go with the stronger arm first and then we end up especially mentally toward the end of it, your your mentality is starting to waver and you have that weaker arm, it's going to feel a lot tougher. Do that weaker arm first, make that really strong, and then finish up that last 200 meters with the stronger arm. All right, guys, that is all I have for you guys. We are going to be switching up the revives a little bit too. So just a heads up, nothing's really going to be changing as far as like like the, the quality of the warm up. We are just going to be changing up the structure of it a little bit. So if it seems a little bit different, that's why. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out to Andrew or I, and we can't wait to see you guys in class this week.